0: Now, broadcasters in the rain, also in cars, trying to navigate back to a hotel. Is that the good name for a podcast? This is Josh Lewin. I'm in Gary Cohen's car. Say hi, Gary. Hi, Gary. That was perfect, wasn't it? This is the Daily Mets podcast. It's coming at you right now.
1: It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's your Daily Mets podcast. It's where you're
0: going to find Well, this is going to be a hodgepodge of a podcast. The Mets and the Phillies got postponed because of torrential rain in Philadelphia last night. They're now going to have a doubleheader August 16th when the Mets are back in Philadelphia. They're going to try to play a game today. And if they don't for some reason, there's a possibility the Mets might have to hang around and play on the off day on Monday, tomorrow. Well, let's hope that they actually get the game in today. And Jacob deGrom is going to be pushed now because Noah Syndergaard, they don't want to skip him. It'll be Noah Syndergaard against either Zach Eflin or Aaron Nola. And either way, that's going to be a fine, fine pitching matchup. But uh, we can tell you this right now anyway. A couple things, first of all, that you'll hear from Mickey Calloway. You're going to hear from Dominic Smith while he's still in town. The once-husky first baseman, now a little less husky was kind enough to catch up with us before the game, so we got that for you. And you know about Noah Syndergaard, I would hope, as uh, he continues to try to reestablish that swing-and-miss fastball. is going to be the big thing to watch for in this game today. Syndergaard's got a 3.09 ERA. There's nothing wrong with that, but he thinks he can be better. He thinks 54 strikeouts in 47 innings is a low total, and certainly compared to the 91 strikeouts Max Scherzer has right now, that is agreeable. That is a low total. But Syndergaard against a Phillies team that will work the count. That is kind of who they are and what they do. Remember when he faced them way back at the beginning of the season in April, he lasted only four innings because they exhausted him for 92 pitches. If indeed it's Aaron Nola on the mound. This is a really difficult guy for the Mets. He's going to turn 25 next month, is Aaron Nola. And it's kind of difficult to overstate how good he's become. And he was supposed to be this good. He was a number one pick for the Phillies not too long ago. But he can get through a lineup in a lot of different ways now. Not just a curveball, but a changeup now, too. Fastball location, they say, has been pinpoint, uh, Very impressively done. Kind of a Zach Greinke in his prime comparison, according to Gabe Kapler. That's a little lofty, but if you look at his numbers, you can see where Gabe Kapler gets that idea. Aaron Nola so far this year, and again, it's a very young season. But through eight starts, he got a 2.05 ERA, the guy is 5-1. His walks-to-strikeout ratio is pretty much a 5-1 to strikeouts-to-walks right now. So that'll be the Mets assignment. And in terms of what else we can tell you about what did not happen on uh, Saturday night, well, it, at least, here's the good news. At least Joanna Cespedes gets another day to rest that bulky quad. Everybody's thinking that the Mets are gambling a little bit right now, playing with some fire. 85% of but it sometimes can blow out right on down to 0%. So another day off for Cespedes, probably not the worst thing in the world. Devin Meserocco is ready to rock here. He just had that first Mets home run. His first Met hit, actually, as part of that three-run uprising on Friday night. Mets catchers were hitting 146 at the time of that swing. And the last home run by a Mets catcher had been in March. That by Travis Darnell. So you're hoping that those guys can answer the bell. Although if it's a soggy day, it might be wise just to sit Cespedes. Mets are scrapping for runs, though, and that's why they they want Cespedes out there if possible. The number of times the Mets have scored more than three runs in a game this month is two. Taking on a Phillies team that has been not so great in division. They're 7-14 in the NL East, but they're 15-2 against everybody else. And now a chance to check in with Dom Smith, a guy that is trying to figure out how to hit home runs with this newfangled body that he's got. He's down from 250-odd pounds to a much more spelt 217 at this point. Almost unrecognizable. He, in fact, only has a couple of home runs at AAA this year. But they figure, due to the Mets, that the power is going to come back on. He's getting pushed now as well by Peter Alonzo, the first baseman at double-A, guy from the University of Florida who might be a little bit more polished even though he's a double-A and Dom is a triple-A. Got a chance to catch up with Dom before the rainout on Saturday night. You, you, you walk by and you kind of do a double-take. It's like, wait a minute, that guy looks like Dom Smith. He used to be Dom Smith. He's a a much lighter version of Dom Smith. Do you catch yourself too, see yourself in the mirror and go, man, yeah, that's a different guy. Uh, yeah, for sure. You definitely do.
1: Um especially like when I watch video on my swing and stuff, you know, I kinda, you know, laugh with myself and kinda chuckle like, wow, like I I really, you know, look different. So, you know, I definitely uh I give all, you know, the thanks to the hard work I put this off season and you know, I'm continuously trying to just get better and and uh, just improve every day. So, um I think this is gonna help. Uh, not only this year, but just for the rest of my career.
0: It was kind of funny. In Philly the other night, they put up on the scoreboard uh, six feet tall, 239. And we all started laughing like, that guy's not 239. Yes, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah
1: it's, 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 I'm not 239 at all. <laughs> it's funny, um you know, at some of these minor league ballparks we go to, they put up the weight as well. And, um, you know, some of the people on my team would joke around and I would joke around, too, and say, man, last year, if the board said 239, I was happy, you know. (laughs) So this year, I want them to update it to my real weight so they can know I'm not even that much anymore. So, um, you know, we kind of just laugh and joke about stuff like that.
0: For the people out there that that are, and I think a lot of people are very impressed with what you've done, and they kind of look at themselves in the mirror and say, all right, shoot, that guy can do it. I want to do it, too. And then they want to know your secret. So how did you do it? Uh,
1: you know, I just really ate healthy. Um, you know, portion sizes was a big thing. Um, just getting up and eating breakfast was another big thing. and um, just, I really cut out late-night eating, um, eating past, you know, after games. You know, I really keep it uh, at a minimum. Um, you know, I eat my lean protein and have a lot of vegetables and stuff like that. But uh, for the most part, I think it was portion sizes and cutting out like a lot of fast food, and that's what helped me a lot
0: we're noticing and every report that we got from AAA a is that your defense is getting and it always was good but now right. they say it's getting really good are you feeling like your footwork around first base has improved
1: yeah i feel like it helped me a lot and you know that's what i, I kind of agree with uh with those thoughts as well. You know, right now I even feel like my defense kind of is a little bit further along than my hitting is right now. Um, But, yeah, especially me losing the weight, you know, my first step is way quicker now and I can move around the bases more and I can actually get off the base more, uh, which will help my range out a lot and I'll take away a lot of hits like that from right-handed hitters who was trying to hit that hole. So I think uh, me losing all that weight has helped my game, you know, all around.
0: And it, it seems, too, like there's kind of a, almost a cliche that if you're a first baseman, that means you're not very athletic compared yeah. to other positions on the field. And you come from uh, an athletic program back in L.A. Yeah. There's a lot of real good athletes. And, yeah. you know, I, I look at you and I'm thinking, OK, this guy could have played probably a whole bunch of different sports. Yeah. Do you ever stop to think, OK, if I had not been so serious about baseball, what else could I have done athletically?
1: Yeah, definitely. You know, definitely. You know, I think the biggest thing was you know, me really taking a step back and paying paying attention to how the game is changing. I mean, just because you play first base doesn't mean that that's all you uh, can do. You know, I look at and I can see what uh, Cody Bellinger's doing and, you know, what Rizzo does and Paul Goldschmidt. So, I mean, these are first basemen with great gloves and, you know, they can also, you know, take a bag if a pitcher isn't paying attention to them. You know, they're scoring from second on uh, base hits, score from first on double, so um, and, you know, you got guys, I mean, Cody can step out and play the outfield as well, so you know, one hour was seeing with these guys are you know doing it really motivated me and inspired me to kind of follow along with the new trend of you know the athletic first baseman and you know i I also like to joke around and and we know donovan's son plays basketball and stuff you know so i think i could play a little hoops too as well um so it's just a little bit about me and and what my thought process has been over the last you know few months
0: you and i have talked a little bit before about your uh A lot of guys that you ended up going to school with in L.A. that end up going to USC, end up going to UCLA, end up kind of going that route. Uh, Is that something that you ever look back and and think – that you missed out on not having that college experience or are you okay with all that
1: oh yeah you definitely do you know you think back and uh, you talk to your buddies who are doing all this stuff but at the same time um, all of our goals was to play professional sports and um, you know I was lucky enough to be able to do that out of high school and um, I could be doing a lot of things but I think this was you know the right choice and the right decision
0: I made. We're rearranging some things because of the rain out. Normally we'd have a Mickey Calloway post-game conversation. We actually talked to him pre-game about the most recent game that was played, the most enjoyable 3-1 comeback win in a good long time. We actually started out talking pitching instead of hitting. You'll hear that in just a sec. This will be brought to you by our friends at Ridgewood Savings Bank. At Ridgewood, you'll find the same time-saving online and mobile tools as the big banks but with better service, fewer fees, and none of the runaround. Whether you want to manage your money from your phone, or buy your first home. Ridgewood is ready to help you live a better financial lifestyle. Visit RidgewoodBank.com. Great people, great service. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. So we jump right in with Mickey Calloway talking about the most recent Mets game, the 3-1 to one win, and the pitching told to a lot of the story. It's exciting to talk about two big home runs late. But it doesn't matter if you don't get the pitching up until then, right? Stephen Matz was, I thought, very good at talking himself
2: down, it seemed like, yesterday. He really was. You know, he didn't have his best stuff. Um, he didn't have his best command of not great stuff. And he got through it. And the reason he got through it is he stayed composed. He didn't let... You know, the pitch before affect what was going on the next pitch, and uh, you know he made enough pitches to go out there and keep us in the ball game, and ended up having a really nice game. Uh, so you know, I think that uh, you know not only two starts ago was that the case, but last night it was as well, and I think he probably learned more from last night's start than the previous one because things really didn't go great and he didn't have his best stuff and he wasn't throwing the ball where he wanted to at all times and he realized that you know maybe there is something to this
0: the bullpen then came on and the last three innings Mickey there was 43 pitches thrown 33 of them were strikes that had to
2: make you feel pretty good yeah I mean you're gonna have success and you're gonna put up zeros if that's the case you know we have guys down in that bullpen because they have great stuff Um, So when you get ahead with that great stuff, good things happen. You know, I'm a big proponent of throwing a ton of strikes. You know, if you look at the numbers every year, the teams that throw the most strikes have the best success. And uh, that's no secret. Um, The hard part is going out there and doing it consistently. And, uh, you know, they did a great job last night.
0: I would think quality of strikes for your starter tonight is key. Noah Syndergaard has not been – Flame throwing a fastball by people lately. How does that change? Is it just simply uh, motoring and, and getting the ball further up in the zone?
2: Um, you know, I think that can be helpful. Um, I think what Noah needs to do is not even worry about swing and miss, not worry about strike three. Go out there and throw strike one and get ahead. And if you get soft contact and you strike nobody out and you have a great game, then We're happy with that, too. Um, You know, I don't think that we need to, you know, grade Noah on his swing and miss ability. I think we need to grade Noah on how hard he battles, and he goes out there and battles every night.
0: How are you grading your new catchers so far? This guy seems like he's made some fast friends, Devin Masarocco.
2: Yeah, he's doing a great job. A lot of energy behind the plate. He's really guiding the pitcher to you know spots on where he wants the pitch. You can see it in the way he sets up, the way he gives his target, and how um, you know emphatic he is with where he wants the ball. And uh, to me, that's what the most valuable part of a catcher is, is to lead that pitcher to get – him to do things that he's capable of doing and he's done that uh, so far
0: his was the second home run, the first one, it sounds like you all but called yesterday, <laughs> Michael Conforto hit it, and it sounds like you had a premonition something good was going to happen.
2: Well, I'm, I'm, I'm probably saying that about everybody that goes up there, because <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm pulling for each one of them, but uh, no, Michael was really locked in, you could tell that at some point he was going to get a big hit, You know, he's hitting the ball hard all night, um, the ball he, he got out with the left center, I think, was probably the hardest hit ball all year, um, not just by him, but probably the best swing we've seen out of any of our guys. And, uh, you know, he, he was in a good spot to come up with a runner-on, that's for sure.
0: Great win. Go get another. Thank you, man. Yep.
2: Thanks a lot, Josh.
0: That's Mickey Callaway. and now what's brewing for today. Brought to you by the Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf. They're making a big-time comeback later this year, returning to your neighborhood under new ownership, but still, as always, serving the finest premium coffees from around the world. Whatever your pleasure, they've got it, and soon there will be a location near you. Coffee, bean, and tea leaf. Remember those words all in a row. Coffee, bean, and tea leaf. You are going to love them. And coming up next week when the Mets do get home, it's Toronto, Arizona, and Miami coming in. Tickets available by going online, mets.com slash tickets. Don't forget the Saturday, May 19 game. That's the one where the first 25,000 fans get the Star Wars night, Mr. Met as Han Solo bobblehead presented by City. And we got a really good Diamondbacks team coming in, too. A.J. Pollock, MVP caliber, to start the year. And by the way, if you are out of market, as they say, and you feel like coming in and joining the Mets in Flushing, or actually if you're going anywhere this weekend or next weekend or midweek, there is a one-stop app tailor-made for last-minute travel. It's called Hotel Tonight. And the beauty of it is you can actually schedule out months in advance if you want to. But... Very good to use when you've got a last-minute idea, last-minute trip comes up, somebody's got a great idea about where to go and what to do. They find the room for you. No long, endless lists of a bazillion hotel choices. They just get you the best deal at the best hotel possible, and you book the room in literally 10 or 15 seconds. It is three taps and a swipe, and you're done. Hotel Tonight, a super invention. We thank them for their support of the Daily Meds podcast, and we do the same thing with you. We thank you. We appreciate you getting through this hodgepodge of a podcast tonight. I hope you'll continue to download or even subscribe so it's there waiting for you when you get up every morning. Let's go Mets. This is Josh Lewin. This has been a rainy night edition of the Daily Mets Podcast.